everyone, welcome to the Gibbs Spotlight. My name is Kathleen Danawald and I'm a communications intern at the Gibbs College of Architecture. Today we are speaking with Zach Punnett, an alum of the Construction Science Program. Zach is the founder and president of Punnett Homes, a residential construction company in the Oklahoma City metro area. Thank you so much for joining us today, Zach. So to start off, could you just introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Like you said, my name is Zach Punnett. I uh, originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I went to school at OU, construction science major, and I graduated in 2003. I have many years, I think about 24 years in the construction industry so far. That journey is still going. My background is pretty simple. Like I said, I went to OU in, uh, from 99 to 2003, and then after graduating in 03, I went to work for Home Creations, and it was about trying to find my way into the residential world when, you know, at that time, construction science was mostly commercial. A lot of my friends, they were builders, were going to be builders. I say a lot. I had two. And their parents or their dad was a builder. And that was a generation thing. For me, it wasn't like that. My dad was in oil and business. And so I needed to find a way to get into home building without, you know, being a part of my family. So I went and worked for uh, Home Creations and I was there for seven years. About two and a half years, I was a superintendent. And then after that, I was an area manager. 2010, I resigned from Home Creations and I bought a handful of lots and started my own company. That's so cool. I was going to ask you if your family was in construction, because it seems like you said, like a lot of people get into it that way. So mm -hmm. since your, you know, parents weren't in construction, why did you decide to study construction science? Yeah, good question. When I was young, um, I was always, I think, fairly technical. Mm -hmm. I also like to draw. I had a drafting table in my room when I was probably, I want to say 12, 13, something like that. And I would draw houses, more just concepts, you know, and I'd do things like put rivers running through the middle of, not rivers, but like, you know, streams running through the middle of them and things like that. Just just things I could do that think outside the box. And that was fun for me. Uh, I always enjoyed construction. And I had one family member or two family members that were in construction at the time. I thought that was going to be a good fit for me. Was there any reason you decided like construction over architecture? Yeah, good point. Yeah. So I know I, I like to build. I wanted to be outside. And I started off, actually, I I started off at OU as a, an accounting major. And I didn't actually know about the construction science program until I got there. Mm -hmm. So I saw one of my friends walking with a big set of plans underneath his arm. Uh, between classes one day, it was right before the end of the first semester of my freshman year. And I was like, what is that? And where did you get it? Because I know what I think I know what those are. Those are plans, and that means there's construction going. Something's up. So he told me, and I was like, "That's it. That's yeah. where I'm going." So I, over the Christmas holiday, I changed majors, and away I went. Construction science, but yeah. I picked construction science because I wanted to be more outside, mm -hmm. building more hands-on. Yeah, I'm fairly hands-on. Yeah, I feel like architects they get to do the cool designing, but then they like kind of lose control of their project. It's they, like, yeah, I get, that could definitely happen. I never thought about it that way. So after you graduated in 2003, like you said, you worked for Home Creations for seven years, but then you started your own company, Punnett Homes. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to like start your own company? That's kind of a big leap. For me, I felt like it was kind of the next step. I come from a family of business owners and my mom 
owned her own business. She was a, a hairstylist and had, like, she actually worked in our house and all the old, like the ladies would come to our house and she would do their hair. So I kind of got an idea, you know, early on of, I guess, just kind of like just that's the way that things went. <laughs> I think that was always in my mind that I was going to end up that way. And I knew that I needed to go work for someone out of college because I couldn't just go start it. I didn't feel comfortable starting it right out the gate. So yeah, I kind of come from a family of business owners and that kind of led me to, this is just kind of where I was headed. And I mean, yes, you can say, ah, I want to make more money or I want to do this. And I think I wanted to be more flexible with maybe some time, but also just designs. Home Creations is, is a great builder. They're a production builder. And I really got to shine by taking the technical aspects that I learned in construction science and applying them you know, to these homes. Because the one of the biggest things I focus on in construction is water management mm -hmm. and if you can get that part right throughout the process your houses are going to last a lot longer there's nothing that will destroy a house faster than water and yeah. the infiltration of water uh i will say this too i will say that because we had just gone through a downturn 2008 mm -hmm. was yeah. obviously the uh, great recession I kind of knew that, okay, prices are down on lots and things to buy. So I kind of said, okay, I think now might be the time. I kind of felt like 2010 would be more rebound, but actually it was more like 2012 before it really yeah. kind of started kicking back up. So that was interesting trying to span, you know, those, I think I resigned in 2010, bought the lots at pretty much probably the lowest at, you know, as far as the, the that time that you could get them for. The prices had gone down quite a bit. I jumped in. I built for two years, but again, like I said, it didn't really pick up until 2012. So I was built. I built one house the first year, and then like two houses, I think, the second year, and I, also the first year I did a commercial uh, rest restoration. I did one commercial restoration for that just getting started, and then I I didn't do much commercial after that. I also I don't know if it matters, but I also started a roofing company simultaneously, just because <laughs> that also kind of helped with yeah. income i was so discouraged i think by what i saw like how roofs were being put on or like just there was no attention to detail in a lot of the in a lot of these aspects or or there was flashing that wasn't being used in places that yeah. should be flashed a lot of things like that just bothered me and so i was able to uh start my own roofing company and then basically provide roofing services for friends and family i, I really didn't advertise i don't knock you know i didn't knock doors i don't run the roofing company more once my building company kind of picked up then it got too much for me to manage both so but it was a great way of having something that didn't take as long to produce a little bit of income yeah. while I was trying to get you know the houses built and going because you know you're six months at least you know or more uh when when building so it's hard and you really don't get paid until you sell the house even if you sell the house under contract you still don't get the money then you've got to build that all the way through and then you'll get it at closing yeah, that's a lot of like upfront risk. Yes. Could you talk a little bit more about exactly what services that your company provides? So is it just like residential construction? So we've bounced all over the place. I feel like when I first started, we were going to be focused on custom homes. I wanted to build some nice stuff. I wanted to stretch my limits, if you will, when it came to construction. I mean, I'd done like over 500 homes that were all production, but I wanted to get into some nicer things and just, you know, I guess be a little bit more creative. Uh, so I started off with custom homes in mind and in my focus, and then uh, also with uh, building a spec here and there, a, a market home, you know, something that would be speculative. 
I liked that part of it because I wanted to put my own influence and in design. I actually like design quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of put some of those things in play when I can do that with my spec homes. You know, through the years, we've done plenty of custom homes. I've built really cool stuff. I put a fire pole in one house, you know, so the kids could slide down from a top bunk. That was really awesome. And it's something that you you can't just pick up the phone and be like, hey, you know, where's my fire pole contractor? I mean, you don't really have that. you got to get creative. As a home builder, you don't have some of the connections that a commercial guy has for some of the specialty trades. So that was kind of fun trying to figure that out. I called my cousin because he's a metal manufacturer. And he was like, I was like, you got a bar that I could put in this house? And he was like, yeah, I got something. So he got me a solid chrome 20 foot bar. I mean, it was so heavy. It took eight of us yeah. to lift it in. It was pretty fun. I think custom homes has changed so much, you know, from when I first started because of things like Pinterest and yeah. house and all those things that, you know, you're building someone a $500,000 house, but they're getting ideas and pictures from a $3 million house. Mm -hmm. That's a really big challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's been tough for me. I don't know if I have the temperament to kind of deal with a lot of that sometimes. So I've been able to kind of put people in place to help still build those houses, but have people help me do that to where I can keep up with more things. Because after a while, it becomes, it's it's a lot to keep up with. Your houses are beautiful, though. I looked on the nice. website, and they're just really pretty. Thank um, you. I appreciate well, that. It seems like you're building people's, like, forever homes, like the homes they want to be in. Yeah, I think that we did. We have. We have a lot of those. One other thing that I'll add to when I started, I knew that Edmund had a lot of baby boomers, uh, a lot of empty nesters, if you will, that were going to be empty nesters. I felt like it was a really great market to build, you know, smaller, nicer, but smaller homes that were kind of geared towards empty nesters. So I started kind of down that way, down that path. I got a, I was certified aging in place specialist. And I also got a, a green certification um, because I was focused on energy efficiencies and just efficiency in general. I just like efficiency, whatever kind of efficiency it is. And so, yeah, I, I try to apply those two things, try to get some skills real quick and apply those two things to the market that I wanted to serve. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just took off from there. I mean, I think a lot of times, and maybe I'm wrong, and this is the way it was for me, but these businesses can kind of take on a life of their own sometimes, or you kind of have to follow the way that you can start with a plan, but you almost have to follow the way that it's taking you. If, if that's, you know, obviously the direction you want to go, and if that's, hey, this sounds great. Let's, yeah, I like this. Let's do that. So I do that. And I still build customs. I build more specs than customs right now. I still don't do a lot of specs because that's just crazy. But I do probably build like maybe five to eight houses a year. And sometimes more just depends on what projects we're working on. Seems like a ton, especially when you're starting just from like one a year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny because when you, when I started one, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy because you're starting a company. And yeah. of course I was running the roofing business at the same time, but I never was not busy, but now I couldn't, if I was running one house, I would be not busy. Like yeah. I, you learn to adapt to be, I guess, just to handle more as it comes on. And, and it's like working out. I mean, you start lifting weights at five pounds and the next thing you know, you're at 60 after three months of doing the same thing over time, you know, over time. So it works out that way. Yeah. So I saw on your website that you're currently working on some homes at the villas at Cedar Point in OKC. Yes. Uh, how's that project been going? 
That's great. So I actually developed that neighborhood. My parents, uh, they partnered with me and um, said, okay, who want to develop? Want to go through this process and see what it's like? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on board for that. I do too. And we talked about that when I first started my business, but we actually purchased the, this land, I want to say in 2011. I mean, it wasn't long after I started my, my we purchased the lots, then we purchased this land. I sat on it for probably two years. And then I think I got around to getting, you know, getting moving on it um, and trying to get some of the design, uh, some of the civil engineering and things like that done out of the way. So really started the process around, I want to say 2013, I think. It's been a while. Yeah. And then I want to say it was 2016 that we were really moving on the development. I mean, it's so funny how many years can go by in a development like that. You're just, it just time flies when you're out building houses mm-hmm. and then kind of coming back to the development and our development was a little bit different. I wasn't, I didn't go to the bank to seek a loan. We were paying mostly cash. And so that did help me take my time. But the idea was, Hey, one, this is a really tough piece to develop. The engineer was like, Oh, that's crazy. You picked the, like probably the most difficult piece you could pick. I'm like, yeah, that's poor part of the course. That's what I tend to do, I guess. But um, so it was important to be able to kind of slowly navigate that process and make sure I understood everything as we come across it. And then also make, have the time and dec- uh, time to make decisions and things like that. And as the market changed or as just things developed, um, we actually started with smaller, more simple homes. And then they went all of a sudden it was like, well, actually probably better if we did larger homes that are really nice but don't have a lot of maintenance and yard to keep up with because these this is a great location for you know the working people and that work all the time sometimes you doctors or gosh i mean there's it's funny because there's like six or seven doctors in there but that's what it is but it's it's interesting because that neighborhood and this is this is important to note when you're building you want doctors to move in your neighborhood if you've got a central location between three hospitals you're in pretty good shape yeah. Because every time they buy a house, they have to make sure it's within 20 minutes. Most of the times it's within 20 minutes of where they work. We just happen to be located really conveniently between three of the major hospitals. And so that worked out well for us. It did take on a life of its own and there was much nicer homes. And then they've actually become much bigger as we go through the, the neighborhood. There's only 22 lots. It's not like it's a huge neighborhood, but it's a really nice quality neighborhood that's coming together pretty nicely. We probably have five lots left that are open that aren't built on, but probably have already been spoken for, at least a couple of them. We have about four, four, three or four left that have not been spoken for. Yeah, that must have been a crazy process, bringing it from like just a plot of land to 20. It was on the side of a hill. Yeah. <laughs> and with a creek at the bottom. I went from building really like on flat land with home, flat land with home creations and like putting up one after the other, they're all the same, boom, 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 to to now I've got a I basically have a different floor plan for every single lot there because it's awesome. not all the lots are the same size. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the same layout or or you know elevations and all that kind of stuff. So it they do tend to change and we have a lot of different plans there. It sounds like you really focus on quality and like you mentioned, efficiency when you're making houses. Is there anything else you kind of prioritize when building homes? What's important to you? Yeah, I think the most important thing, and I mentioned it once before, was water management. 
Yeah. And I think that's where I can be most effective. I mean, even when I was coming through home creations, but also even now is a lot of times it's sad. Some of the trades, I mean, we could go on forever about trades and the future of trades, but a lot of the trades, some of the framers, um, it's just different for some of the roofers. They don't even know why they put the flashing on. Like they know they're supposed to put flashing on, but they don't even know why in a lot of cases. They say, okay, it's for water, but they don't they don't understand the physics of it. Like, hey, you put this here because this does this and this does that, right? Like they just, oh, I put this here because I was told to by the guy that taught me how to roof, right? There's a lot of that that goes on. And I think that uh, that's what separates me, I think, from other builders is that other builders, they don't necessarily know why you do it either. They just know that it's supposed to be there. And if they don't do it, if they don't know why or how it works, then they can't fix it if it's not applied correctly. Yeah. So I think that's where, it, for me, that's where I'm most effective is being able to identify areas where I can prevent water infiltration for years so that my houses last longer. I think water management and structural knowledge, if you will, it just really helps me and, and, and sets me apart from a lot of other people. It seems like you have knowledge of kind of all of the areas that go into building a house and get to bring it like from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah, definitely. I'm not an expert by any means on all the areas, but I think I know, a well, you learn a lot just like being around the, the heat, let's say heat and air guys or electricians. Yeah. I knew nothing about that. Still electric, electrical stuff is still, I don't know why I can't wrap my head around that and how it works. You know, I mean, I know how it works, but it's like, I couldn't wire anything up. Right. And you don't want me to, I'm not at license, but at the same time, I, I don't know how much of it I'd be able to go and say, Hey, that's not right. Or heat and air stuff. That's not right. I rely heavily on, on really quality contractors when it comes to those things where I'm weak in, I can definitely hire someone that's, that's more skilled, uh, but that's their profession. I mean, that's what they were trained to do. So I leave a lot of that stuff to them and I, but I also learn off of them. I will ask questions a lot of times so that I do understand it. And there's so much to understand about so many different aspects when it comes to a home that I'm probably never going to get it all. But I think over the years, you definitely gain so much experience just going through so many different things. We've done remodels. I didn't mention that before. We've done remodels of historic homes, yeah, downtown OKC. I did nine in the last three years and I loved it and hated it all at the same time. It was really cool. I love the projects when they're done. When yeah. it's in the middle of the projects, they're so challenging. And you feel like you have to be there almost all the time. Because one little thing, oh, we, let's do this before we do that. Because it would be better, you know, mm -hmm. or that's the way we should do it. But if you're not there and you have someone working there, sometimes those things can get by you. So I think it's, and that, I don't like that. And I find it later sometimes. So I want to try to be everywhere all the time. And that's pretty tough. But yeah, so... I gained so much experience though from building or actually from taking apart these hundred year old homes and rebuilding them. I learned how they used to do things. And then I learned obviously like, oh, that didn't work. We changed this, you know, we do it differently now. And you're able to apply some of those newer practices to, to the older homes. That part was really fun for me, but it's, it is really challenging. And just being there all the time to catch everything the way that I want to catch it is tough. Yeah, I imagine that's very difficult. I'm also someone who's very attentive to detail and it's tricky when you like work in a group. So for the last question I had, do you have any advice for students who are in construction science or want to go into construction science or maybe even want to start their own company one day? 
Yeah. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of those guys that are self-motivated and and maybe a little bit like me in a sense that like that, they, they knew that that's the direction they wanted to go from the get-go. I think being committed to that decision is, is super important, obviously. And, and I think making sure that you don't do it in a time of your life when there's just a lot of stuff going on, maybe not when you're starting family and having, you know, getting married, having kids. That's the way it went for me. That was pretty tough because I've got to work a lot, you know, especially in the early going. And then so my wife take care of the kids mostly. And so again, you're trying to be there for the kids, but also starting a business and having technically for me, in my case was two businesses, just try to like make sure that when you do start the business that you've kind of got everything else you feel comfortable with and you don't do it in a really uh, intense time period. But when it comes to residential building, I mean, again, and the markets can fluctuate. And I think, you know, I say deep pockets. I mean, you need to have someone behind you yeah. because I don't know how long you'll really make it to be able to weather the ups and downs. I mean, you're going to make some money in the first year and some money in the second year, but probably not enough to like sustain you if you had a year of where you didn't really do anything, yeah. you know, because of market conditions. I, I mean, there'd be so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanted to like create this perfect scenario of how they should do it, but I don't think that that's really possible. I think it's, I think you got to be committed and go for it. Definitely good advice, especially with, such a tricky market housing and construction. Oh, right now it's even worse. I mean, with all the craziness that's in the supply chain and the pricing and, and in 2022, it was impossible for me to keep up with all the changes. Yeah. It was just, and then still build fast enough. I, it just, it was, it was wild. 2022 was absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy time right now to be looking at housing. I'm about to graduate college. It's going to be a while before I can consider it. Yeah, I know. And that's, yeah, I could go on about affordable housing and things like that too. I've I've been working on some stuff and, you know, to kind of go back on the services that our company provides, uh, I had kind of told you where we started off in custom building and we did some specs. We've done a few commercial projects. We've done the remodels. We've done a lot of these different things. And I think all of them, I definitely added to kind of my overall, you know, I guess, understanding of construction, but it's funny because I told you I wanted to break away and do a bunch of really big, cool stuff. And I've kind of been there, done that, I think with some of the nicer homes and things like that to where I'm, I'm going back to the production and I like that, I, the idea of production. And I feel like it fit me really well. Like it really suited, you know, just, I, I like the repetition of it, but also I can fine tune it. I can get really, really good at building a small house. And I think our name, quality that's associated with our name and, and what we built and where we built, it helps me in the smaller market because I think people understand that they're getting a they're getting a pretty, you know, a, a well-built home, although it'd be small, uh, you know, or smaller or affordable if you want to say whatever you however you want to say it. And then even recently or more recently, I have been, I want to say sucked into the world of modular homes. There's a lot of reasons why I'm in this spot now, but we have some pretty cool projects that are coming up. They're not 100% yet, so I don't want to go into too much detail, but they are projects that one project will help serve some homeless community uh, through a partnership with Catholic Charities. And then another project is something that we're doing as a private development for modular homes uh, out in Stillwater of all places. I know I don't know why that... So I talk about journeys. I ended up, I'm building small houses in Perkins, which is home of Frank Eaton, 
who is Pistol Pete. That's who they base <laughs> Pistol Pete off of. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, wait, how'd this happen? But yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it out there. And we are doing that uh, that project. They're basically one bedroom, one bath studio modules, if you will. And we'll know a lot more in about two months. So that'd be really fun. It'd be really it's something that I think is going to be interesting for a lot of people if we can get it across the finish line. Yeah, I'm definitely, as a younger person, way more attracted to smaller homes. I love the little tiny homes and stuff like yeah. that. Super cool. If I was, I, if I, they weren't really around or even like, I guess, feasible when I was young and single or I don't, if I was young and single, I would definitely be looking at something like that. I think if I didn't have to worry about a family or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, then I would be, I would probably, might, I might be in a own right now. Well, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the Gift Spotlight. Definitely let us know about those other projects as they kind of go through a little bit more. We definitely would love to feature them, whether like on the blog or podcast. But thanks so much for taking the time to join us. You bet. Um, Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. You too. Take care. for listening to the Gibbs Spotlight. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the Gibbs College of Architecture.